Hello and welcome to The Motherhood Guide, where it's all about making your experiences of pregnancy, birth and motherhood better. I'm your host Kelly, a mum of two, a hypnobirthing teacher and birth educator, and I'm here to help you thrive in motherhood rather than simply just survive. Let's get started. Do you know what? I finally feel like I am entering my self-care era. And after years and years of feeling dysregulated and like I've not been able to take care of myself and I'm not showing up aligned with the kind of mum that I want to be, I feel like I'm finally making headway and I'm getting there at kind of balancing more of my working life, my life as a mum and also meeting my own needs and my own desires as well. And so I just really wanted to share some thoughts on why I think that it's really important for you to be doing more self-care and how you can get a better balance of it in your life. And don't get me wrong, as much as I say that I'm entering this self-care era and I have definitely made a lot of headway in this, I am a lot better than I used to be, but I still feel like this is very much a work in progress for me. And it's taken a while to even get to this point, but I'm definitely trying harder to incorporate more self-care into my life because the be-all and end-all is that, in my opinion, life is meant to be enjoyed. You know, we shouldn't be constantly waiting for the weekend. We shouldn't be constantly waiting for our holidays. Life is happening now and I think you should absolutely find a way to enjoy every single day. And I'm not saying that every single day is going to be perfect and that you're not going to have hard days. But what I do think is that there is definitely a lot of benefit to incorporating more self-care into our life so that we can approach things feeling a lot more calm and a lot more regulated because we are meant to be calm and regulated the vast majority of the time. And life is so much easier that way if you're nice and calm and regulated. We're able to deal with things a lot better if we are. But the only way to be in this regulated state is to actually put the work in and looking after yourself. And I think that the problem with this is that society has really put mums on a pedestal. We've been conditioned to believe that we need to be selfless, we need to be super mums, we need to be juggling everything for everyone looking after our kids, looking after our husbands. Many of us are also having to juggle work as well. And now that doesn't take away from the fact that being a stay-at-home mum is honestly equally as challenging and I fully see that and I fully respect that. I think being a working mum and being a stay-at-home mum, you're going to have a lot of challenges either way. They're equally probably as demanding as the other, just in different ways. So there's a lot going on for us and I do think that it is problematic to really drive home this super mum image because as much as I totally understand where that's came from and I get where that whole idea and narrative comes from because we are doing incredible things every single day whether that's growing your babies or nurturing them and dealing with all of life's challenges and trying to minimise the effect that that has on your children. We absolutely are superheroes in a way But by giving ourselves that superhero image, it makes it very hard for us when we fall short of that. You know, we are put on a pedestal. And at the end of the day, even though we're doing these incredible things, we are also just humans with our own needs. And when we think about it, no wonder mums are always tired and burnt out and run down and overwhelmed. It is such a big ask what we are asking modern mothers to do now and I think that could be a full podcast episode on its own you know the challenge of modern motherhood and why that's harder than it ever has been but mum is a person with needs too and 
We shouldn't be expected to ignore our own needs in order to meet everyone else's. It makes no sense. And you'll have heard this saying before a million times. You see it on social media all the time and you've probably had someone else say it to you. But you can't pour from an empty cup. I think that that is so accurate. If you're dysregulated, it shows. And it affects the way that you then respond to every single situation in your life. Whether that is with your kids or if it's with your partner or maybe a colleague at work. If you're dysregulated, it has an effect on everyone around you as well as yourself. And, you know, I would argue that actually, if you are a mum and you're the primary caregiver, because again, that could be a full other podcast episode in itself, you know, mums are often the primary caregiver, they're often the one that has taken on a huge amount of the responsibility and the functioning of the home and the family life. So if you are that mum and that primary caregiver, You know, I actually would argue that there is even more importance in you being regulated because you're going to have to deal with your children's emotions the most. And their emotions, bless them, they are erratic, okay? And I know you're going to know exactly what I mean when I say that. We're constantly, every single day, dealing with big feelings, sadness, anger, overtiredness. We are the ones that are taking on that responsibility and letting them feel those feelings consoling them in those feelings and also trying to help them work through those big feelings and that is so tough because before you can even regulate them you're going to need to regulate yourself and kids are natural risk takers as well because they're learning so whether that's a baby who is just learning to walk and you're having to keep such a close eye on them and trying to help them avoid getting hurt in any way or you know if your kids are anything like mine then as they get older they just climb on everything constantly climbing constantly getting them into compromising positions where I'm just like oh my goodness you are one second away from hurting yourself so naturally you know we're going to get these spikes of adrenaline every single day and these spikes of cortisol as well and it's so interesting because I have actually seen that according to studies mums who spend their entire day with their children did actually produce more cortisol I totally understand that because there's been times when I'm like Yeah, like I am stressed even on a good day where they're just, you know, doing things that are developmentally normal for them. I am still stressed because they are, they're they're natural risk takers and their emotions are erratic. So as much as we love them, obviously, it is still completely challenging. I think now especially because there's a lot more talk and implementation of like gentle parenting techniques and trying to break generational cycles of things that would potentially have been negative for us in the past and our own childhoods so often we're working against you know the things that we have known and the way that we've been brought up and that in itself is a challenge you know to constantly have to work against what your natural instincts are and correct your behavior and regulate yourself before you even act that is so emotionally demanding you know for instance if you have been brought up in a household where shouting was the most commonplace way to get you to do something for you to then not react when your kids do something with shouting is really tough and it's going to take even higher levels of self-regulation to actually prevent you from having that immediate outburst and pausing regulating yourself and thinking of a more tactful way to actually get your children to cooperate So it is, it's really difficult. I can totally understand the stresses that come up from being around your kids all the time. 
There is such a huge importance for mums to implement self-care. But firstly, let's talk about what self-care actually is because I find so often in the motherhood space we are celebrating things that are basic needs. So I'm going to try and explain this the best I can. This is my personal hot take on it. So things like showering and getting the chance to eat a meal. This isn't necessarily self-care, right? This is just you fulfilling a basic human need. This is the bare minimum, Okay, so it's not really self-care, technically. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that if you do get the opportunity to do these things that you don't appreciate it, because I know for certain I have also been in that position. Yes, you absolutely do appreciate it. It's obviously so helpful to have that help and support there to ensure that you can do that. But at the core of it, that is a basic need and it's not really necessarily going to be something that's going to fill you with joy or make you feel fulfilled. So you could still argue that that is a form of self-care in a way. And it definitely will still boost dopamine levels to a certain extent. I don't doubt that. But what I'm saying is that these aren't necessarily things that you would do for fun or what makes you feel like you. You're doing them because they're your basic needs that need to be met. And when you compare that to doing something that you maybe do enjoy, so maybe that's going to a yoga class or a fitness class, maybe that's going for a coffee with a friend, maybe that's creating something if you're a creative person, maybe that's reading a book, that's different than what it is just going for a shower or just eating, okay? That's completely different and you're going to get a completely different level of enjoyment out of that. That is going to make you feel so much better than just meeting a basic need. However, flip side, we can absolutely turn what is a basic need into self-care. So, for example, cleaning your body, basic self-care. However, showering with luxury shower products, you know, your absolute favourite scents, I always just naturally think of Lush. Or if you're one of these people on, like, this health kick, I don't even know what you call it, but if you're somebody that would appreciate having a cold shower to boost your endorphins that way, then that could be a form of self-care. Or switching to a bubble bath to clean your body and actually just sitting down for 10 minutes with a book at the same time, that's self-care. Or if you look at the basic need of eating, you know, maybe you could make that meal a lot less basic, go from having just a slice of toast that you don't necessarily actually really want to making scrambled eggs on toast or go full bougie and make avocado with a poached egg on toast or even if you are going to meet the basic need of eating you can go and meet a friend and you could have lunch with a friend where you've got the opportunity to chat at the same time and connect with somebody else that can then be a form of self-care for you to enjoy that company you can absolutely up your game when it comes to meeting a basic need and then that becomes a form of self-care So what you're doing is you're taking a basic need and you're elevating it to be more like a form of self-care. And that is so much more beneficial, wouldn't you agree? And actually, I do think that it is super important to elevate your basic needs and almost like romanticise everything. I know that that's becoming a bigger thing now, romanticise your life. But I do, I totally understand that. And there's two reasons that I do think you need to elevate your basic needs and really turn them into a form of self-care whenever you can. Number one, because your cup is never really going to be full if you don't. And number two, in the early days of motherhood, you are so needed and time is so scarce that you're going to need to try and grab any window of opportunity to form self-care. So let me explain both of these separately. So firstly, if we talk about the fact that the cup is never full. Now, I definitely have experienced this before, especially in the early days where I've had the opportunity to do something for myself because somebody's took the kids for me. 
and I can either do something for myself or I can go on a date with my husband and I am so grateful for that time. I, I don't get it that often so I am always truly so grateful for it but sometimes what happens with that is that I come back and I still don't feel fully rejuvenated or feel that much better for it even though I feel like I should. Have you ever felt that way as well? You know, you feel better, but you also kind of still feel exhausted and you can feel yourself slipping back into that overwhelm really quickly once life returns to normal again. And this is because if we don't practice self-care regularly enough and really embed it in our everyday life, then having a few hours a week or a month is never going to truly fill up your cup. I was having a think to myself of how I can best explain this and the only thing I could think of was if you imagine having like a one litre measuring jug and every two months you're going to add 10 millilitres to it or you could add one millilitre to it every single day and your jug would fill up so much quicker if you're just doing little and often additions of that liquid and you'll almost be replenishing that liquid as quickly as it does drain away because you've got that constant flow into it. So that's the way that I'm thinking about it in my head and I hope that that image you can resonate with that as well because that is how it is I think you know and I think the reality is that in motherhood it can be so stressful and overwhelming that having a date night for a couple of hours every two months is just simply not going to cut it and you're going to need to find ways to keep yourself regulated between having them and that's not me saying that they're not beneficial because they absolutely are it's just that you're going to need more from that and that's where that's really hard and that's where reason number two comes in. So fitting self-care into your life is hard, especially in those early days of motherhood where time is so limited because you are needed by your kids so much and meeting those needs fills up a huge amount of your time versus when your kids are older or if you don't have any kids at all. It is, it's completely different um, in terms of time. And I get that because I am now five years deep in motherhood. I've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I really do only just feel like I'm finally managing to find that time and that space to actually fully incorporate self-care into my life so I totally understand that sometimes there is going to be really small windows of time. I'm now getting bigger windows of time but in those early years you absolutely are. You're only going to have small windows of time and it's all about utilising them so you can fit self-care in. It's just that you're going to need to be a lot smarter about it. So where I think is a good place to start is write down a list of what actually fills you up with the most joy in your life and what you actually feel you get the most benefit from. So for some people, maybe that's a yoga session or a fitness class, or maybe that's a coffee with their friends where, you know, you can maybe go without your kids and get that opportunity to have a proper talk. Or maybe if it's not going without your kids, it's just phoning a friend and actually having the time and space to speak to them without being interrupted. It could be a solo walk with your dog. What naturally brings you the most joy and what you benefit most from is going to be totally personal to you. So figure that out for yourself and fit that in every single week. Whether that means that you need to have someone look after the kids or take as much responsibility for the kids as they possibly can. I know that, for instance, if you're breastfeeding and your baby doesn't take a bottle then you know that that can make it difficult for you to be away from them but try and find a way around that where you know somebody can take as much responsibility for the kids as much as possible so you still feel like you're getting that adequate amount of space and really make that task or activity a priority don't let it slide commit to doing that one thing one time a week okay and it can even just be half an hour of time but really try to fully commit to that 
And I do just want to add here that I do think that spending time away from your kids can be healthy and it's completely okay. Personally, I have always found myself that that is what I've needed. I've needed to have that physical space to really get the benefit of having that solo time and self-care. But I fully respect everybody's journeys are unique. And some mums simply don't want to be away from their kids or simply can't be away from their kids for logistical reasons. Maybe they don't have that physical support near them. So I'm giving this broad view on what I am aware can be a very complex situation. And I don't think that there's any right or wrong answers. So if you want to schedule in self-care as a solo activity without your kids around and you have that physical space... I think that that's fine, but it's also fine if you are not ready for that, if you're not in that place yet, or if you don't have that support system around you that can take on the kids for you while you do something, then that is fine too. And you just need to try and find a way to manoeuvre that self-care around your kids as well. And that can be why it's so important for us to look at our day-to-day life and see where you can add that self-care in, even when your kids are around you. This is something that I have tried to do, especially the past year. And actually, it's been quite a positive thing. It's been really nice. Like, I will quite happily do yoga with my kids now, whether that means that I'm doing it on my own while they're playing beside me or sometimes they want to join in. And I actually think that it's really nice for them to see that. And it's not actually as much of a problem as I thought it was because in my head, I was always saying to myself, well, there's no point because they're going to interrupt me all the time. So there's no point in me starting a yoga class. But actually... It's not that much of an issue getting interrupted. I think as long as you make the time for you to be interrupted, it's not nearly as negative as what you think it's going to be. And at the end of the day, if you get it done, it doesn't really matter how long it takes or how many times you were interrupted, does it? You will still feel that benefit of having done it versus not having bothered at all. So yeah, I think it can be beneficial to start looking at your day and see where you have those little pockets of time. One thing that I was always bad for is when I had small pockets of time, I was just sitting down and scrolling on my phone and I was getting absolutely no benefit from that. So can you potentially switch to doing an activity that does feel like self-care instead of doing that? So for instance, now I will switch to reading a book. Maybe you can fit in some other type of activity that feels relaxing for you. It might even be a wee relaxation session or just sitting down and closing your eyes for 10 minutes. Or maybe it's even if you have kids that can sit up in the bath unsupported. Maybe you could do your skincare routine while they're quite happily playing in the bath. And that can be a form of self-care that you can do while your kids are around as well. And I think that, again, that's really beneficial for them to see you physically taking care of your body as well. Or it could even just be putting a podcast on while the kids are playing or putting your favourite music on in the background to kind of cheer you up and maybe getting ready and using all your favourite makeup or putting on your favourite outfits. You really need to tune into what brings you joy in the little moments in every day. And it is a completely personal thing, so you're going to need to figure that one out. But I guarantee if you start looking for small ways to add more self-care and joy into your life, it will completely change your day-to-day life. And I'm not saying that that means that you won't ever feel overwhelmed or stressed or shouty, but it does mean that you probably will less likely to be. And when you are feeling those big feelings, that it can be a lot easier for you to cope with them. Now, one thing that comes up when we talk about self-care is the guilt that comes along with self-care. And again, I think that this ties in with this whole superhero image of mums and we're so out of routine of actually looking after ourselves that self-care can often feel really abnormal and we can feel guilty for doing it because it feels like we should always be with our kids and it feels like we should always be meeting their needs rather than our own and that our needs aren't important. 
So we do, we, we end up carrying a lot of guilt for actually either doing self-care or spending time away from our kids as well. But what I always try and remember is that you are actively setting a really good example to your kids. You are their biggest influence in this moment in time. So by setting the example and showing them the importance of self-care, looking after your physical health, looking after your mental health, that is a skill you are actively teaching them through doing that. And that's really, really important. And that is definitely something that I have noticed myself with doing self-care around my kids a lot more. And they start to ask questions about why you're doing certain things and you can open up that topic of self-care and looking after yourself and have that conversation with them. And it's so beneficial. So anytime that you feel guilty about spending time away from your kids or having that self-care, remember that you being regulated benefits them, not only because you're setting that really positive example that's going to help them in the future, but because you're also going to show up as the best version of yourself if you're regulated as well. Self-care is important, being regulated is important and anything that contributes to that is positive and it benefits the people around you, including your kids. So there should be no guilt, there should be no shame in doing the things that we love in life because you are a mum but you're still a person and you deserve to love your life and you deserve to love every day. I hope that this gives you a new perspective on self-care and its importance. So I really hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that you've been able to take something away from it, whether that's feeling less alone or more in the know. If you have enjoyed today's episode, the usual stuff applies. A review or a share with a friend is a really great way for me to build my community so that I can help more women. All the good stuff is in the show notes, guys, including details on how to work with me, or you can check out my website at www.breathingtobirth.com. I'll see you next week.